music rules, music rules, cooling music rules, music rules, music rules. Come on now, come on now, come on now. That's how we know that we're recording the seventh, eighteenth night, an episode of Music Rules. <laughs> we're in the teens for sure. Yeah, we're angsty as hell. But we're in, yeah, we're in year eleven. We're going we're in to year the 11. informal. That's right. We're going to the formal. We're wearing super long pants, uh, cargo shorts to the formal. That's what we're doing. We're ready to start oh, three, our HSC. Three quarter length. Three That's quarter right. length cargo pants. Yeah. And, and our final we're subjects. T-shirts that have tuxedos printed on them. <laughs> yeah. And a little piano roll tie. Yeah. Piano roll tie around the neck. Avril Lavigne style. Red yeah. vest. Huge mm. fedora, with yep. a slight angle to it. Yep, and um, and we're skinny as hell. Skinny we're like, as hell. We're like seven foot tall and just just all skin and bones. Yep, there's That's there's right. nothing to us. And that was me. That was also me. Um, hey, speaking of high school, I think this band here is one that I did not listen to in high school, but listened to when I was very young. Or and a sort of uh, a version of this band. So today we're talking about Doomsday Student, mm. uh, which is a fantastic, weird little band from Rhode Island or Providence. Hey, I'm not sure. The same places. Providence is the city. Rhode Island oh. is the state. Oh really? I oh, think. well, cool. That means I was correct on both fronts. Yeah, wow. they're from Providence, Rhode Island. I've always been a bit like bad with American geography. Yeah, ultimately it doesn't really matter where people are from. Hmm. All that matters <laughs> is how what they, they sound. Do. What they how do. they sound. But and I the think music I'll... of which yeah. they create. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of which they bestow upon this world. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's sort of relevant in this context because the like Providence is like a really weird hub of bands that kind of sound like this or very similar. Right. Um, sort okay. of like how Wollongong for a period was kind of like a microtonal hub. I guess it still yeah. is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know what's some more hubs we can think of. There's lots of, there was lots of surf rock here in the, 2010s okay yeah that makes sense um melbourne is a hub for annoying people i I would say yeah i mean that's that's a given yeah um (laughs) what else canberra is a hub for politicians Um, yeah (laughs) Mm. what else Um, is a hub (laughs) what else is a hub my computer has a hub for uh uh usbs Mm. oh um sometimes (laughs) like when i would go and see my nana as a child i would um come and give her a really big hub (laughs) and when i was a child when i would chew gum i would chew hub (laughs) ababa oh we are so smart and you know what Maybe we're a hub of geniuses. 
That's right. right. Now. A hub that's of a, two. <laughs> that's a real, um, a real smart, intelligent thing to say. So, yeah. yeah um, Doomsday Student, they are extremely unique in they have, I think what, when I first heard them, what really took me was the fact that there is no bass at all in this music. And oh. yeah. Wow. And it is just so disarming because I think traditionally in this sort of music, especially around the time this came out, there was this sort of trend where I guess like heavy bands would just get lower and lower and lower and then six string guitars. Six string string guitars become seven. Seven string guitars become eight. Eight string guitars become nine. And all these additional strings are getting lower and lower. And lower. And would people like detune their, would they tune their guitars lower? They would. And it sort of just keeps going and going. And And what do we call that technique in Italian? Scordatura. Oh, really? Scordatura. Uh, Scordatura. I wonder if it's... And that just means loosening strings. Violins and stuff. I think it's for everything. Scordatura. I'm Googling it now. I think there was like... Scordatura is a tuning of a string instrument that is different from normal standard tuning. Ah. Okay. So it does count. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever calls it scordatura when they're talking about guitars. No. Except for us. Except for this smart hub. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought that I, that always struck me as something really interesting and unsettling about Doomsday Student was the fact that they were conveying this really quite intense and brutal music, but with almost entirely no low end. I think there was yep. an incarnation of Doomsday Student um, which had a few of the same members once called Arab on Radar and they did an album where they had a bass player once and I actually do really like it but um, you know, I almost like this stuff equally without the bass. Yeah. Yeah. But something... I, I, there's a bit of an interesting history around the origins of this band so... When they began in their first incarnation, which called Arabon Radar, which had one member that's different to Doomsday Student, they all went in for a job interview and they all didn't get the job. And then they all went to a bar and started a band that night. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a nice little, um, yeah, I don't know if they're millennials, but it feels very millennial kind of way to start a band yeah it's like <laughs> I, I i think they're maybe 10 years older than us yeah maybe that's kind of like you know still millennial ish <laughs> yeah i always get confused about this stuff um, yeah but yeah that's how they started the band and the best thing about that is the fact that the band sounds like doomsday student <laughs> yeah it's like I think like if I thought of all the job interviews I went to and the people that I was with, especially those hideous group interviews. Oh my god. I uh they're not the type of people I'd want to start a band with. Um yeah, it is let alone a really wild band. Three like 
three people with, who were able to start this specific band. Yeah. I wonder what job it was. Crazy. Weird, weird music job. maker at the <laughs> guitar factory. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you three are too weird. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first ever footage I saw of these guys was this absolutely crazy video in Bakersfield. There used to be a gym, like a like a boxing ring, where they would put on like hardcore gigs and stuff like that. And it's just this like really amazing old video. The audio is really blown out because it's just recorded on some dinky video camera um, from like 20 years ago. And the guitar riffs are really like pulverizing and there's drums in the middle of the boxing ring and guitars on either end. And then the singer Eric is like swinging between ropes. And I saw that and I was like, oh, what is this? I've literally yeah. never seen anyone or any heard anything like that. So I was so struck by the performance of it. And um, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, Sometimes with cool. those old videos of gigs, like the fact that the audio does get so blown out by the old camera, you know, microphone makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love like, that fact. Yeah, it, it like squishes it or I don't know what it mm. does, but makes it sound freaking yeah. cool. Yeah, makes it kind of sound like more aggro in a way or more like more intense. Yeah, I feel like it gets distorted and compressed at the same time or something. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's so cool. It's mysterious, very mysterious. Yeah. But yeah, I went back to that video time and time again as like inspiration. And um, I saw a lot of people in the comments were like, huh, drugs. This is definitely drugs. And um, but I don't know. I, I really disagree. Like, I don't know. It could have been drugs, but I can also just understand feeling very animated by this style of music. Um, yeah, yeah, it's sort it's of the power in, in of a music. Way, yeah, it is the power of music, and and in a way, it kind of reminds me. I had someone come in uh, when I was at uni. I did like a subject on like world music, basically. Um, yeah, I think it had less of a white name than world music. I forget what it was called. Kind of just like just studies of non-Western music, mm-hmm. and someone came in and they were talking about West African voodoo music. Okay. And weirdly, I can draw lots of comparisons between uh, that music and Doomsday Student. It's like these very like pulverizing, repetitive drums that just keep going and going and going. And then these polyphonic guitars that come in and they're playing against each other and with each other. And it's just this, it really can put you into this headspace where yeah. you can jump around a boxing ring probably. Under the yeah, it's quite it. like hypnotic, I guess. Maybe hmm. we should listen to a track so people. Yeah, can let's put on the track. Know what we're talking um, about. Yeah, this is probably the first time that we've started talking about songs before playing one. Uh, let's put on. What did I have on my list here? Oh, let's put on LSD Mum. Yes, let's do it. Now you gave me very specific advice to listen to this song. I did. While going on a slow walk. <laughs> yes, yeah, slightly slow. So you, slower dear listener, can uh, follow that advice if you would like to. Yeah, if you're if, if you're in your car. Strides. 
if you're in your yep. car, maybe consider parking and maybe just just walking along the side of the road for four minutes. You All could right. also just brake suddenly if you're in a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're in a or car, just, just don't brake just suddenly. Hit, just hit the accelerator and go. Yeah. Just, Decrease your speed to like thirty. <laughs> oh yeah. Just a, All right. the equivalent of a slow walk. Okay. Mm. Oh, and it's, it's worth saying this is also a release from Skin Graft Records, which did the Terms album that we talked about. Yes, the, and this album yeah. is called The Self-Help Tragedy. We haven't said that yet. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. LSM. <laughs>
Fen, you got to tell me, did you end up going for that slow walk I suggested? I did indeed end up going for that slow walk. Um, and actually, well, actually, it wasn't exactly the slowest of walks. <laughs> <laughs> what I love was about a it. walk, and yeah. it was at night time. Um, I crossed the river near my house, um, and I was walking through the park to go pick up some takeaway food that I had ordered. Um, and as I was walking through the park, there was an entire soccer team doing some sort of exercise, some sort of drill where they would run for three steps and then jump up and lift one of their knees. <laughs> and, um, it was like weirdly perfectly in time with the music. Um, so that was really fun. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that was I think my John... experience of listening to this. I think John Cage talked about that once. Like he wrote some poems about like writing music for people who are dancing to it when they don't know they're dancing to it. Yeah. Oh, Such that's a cool. cool concept. Yeah. I, I love it as a walking song. Like I was listening to it the other day, walking through, um, walking by the beach and it was like, it's at such an awkward tempo for that. Like it's, it's very like, slow. It's really it's slow like, for walking. <laughs> yeah. Something that like, um, like, have you heard the term Mickey mousing before? No, never. So it's like, um, it refers to like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons when the music would be like in time with Mickey walking. Oh, yeah. Like with these steps. And it's like, this is a really close tempo for like Mickey Mousing, but it's just a little too slow. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. So you to probably walk looked to. very funny walking yeah. along. Yeah. You have to do these super long steps and then you end up, yeah, feeling super cool. With the yeah. big strides. Yeah. But yeah, this is the second track off of A Self-Help Tragedy. And this one really stands out to me because that first riff in the guitar that's panned left is so... It's so rockin'. Like, and this is a band that like doesn't really seem heaps concerned with giving you like capital R riffs. But this is like a riff that you can sing along with and it's just super, super cool. Yeah, um, it's, it feels kind of bluesy in a way. Yeah. Maybe because of... Yeah, it's like some slides in there. The sort of tritone um, thingy feels like part of the blues scale almost. Yeah. I didn't... And then the like one of the other guitar parts feels like it's doing um somewhere between a major and a minor third at points like that yeah. kind of bluesy third or it's just like a detuned third of the chord yeah yeah is is it the one that goes in the it's panned right it goes yeah yeah or does that change at any point it goes <laughs> I know all the riffs here. Probably can't sing them all that great, but yeah. It's so funny because, like, I listen. I must have listened to this with my headphones in the wrong sides. So oh, really? Yeah, like, it's panned left, it's panned right. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That was the right-hand <laughs> guitar. Actually, if you listen with it stereo swapped, you weren't really listening at all. <laughs> you need to have it as the composer's intended. I love at the end when there's, like, those um slides down are happening one mm. on the left and one on the right 
Yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives it like a tonal center somehow. It does. <clears throat> That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It it's cool. It's tonal center. Um it's like that that's not something yeah. they can perform live obviously because it's only two guitars drums and vocals but i i like when uh hello jack ever heard of a loop pedal uh oh my god <laughs> i have i have not heard of this um <laughs> well a well, loop pedal <laughs> <laughs> they sort of they strike me as a band that would probably oh actually probably i was gonna say the loop pedal. yeah they'd probably be like yeah no pedals but they they do like there is like delay on the right pan guitar, left pan guitar if you're a fan, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and some various things. Yeah, but yeah, maybe maybe they use loops. Maybe I don't know. I I like that they're not necessarily restrained to the just being yeah, two yeah. guitars. You know, it's like oh uh, yeah. I think totally. I had, had that chat with Smug Anime Face about like. The sound of like one guitar recorded isn't always the sound of like an entire band. Like sometimes like, or like seeing a band live, for instance. So like recording yeah, two definitely. guitars can just make it sound more live. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, this okay. this song is so cool. It's so, the riff is so like funky almost. And it locks in with the guitar in a really, really satisfying way. Mm. Um. Yeah, I guess the guitar riff is really syncopated, and then the drums are really like not. Mm. I think, or they're really like on the beat. Yeah, I I really like the drums because it, I feel like it's something that I could play, and yeah. that's like meaningful to me. It's like <laughs> a, it's like something that's like. If I if I sat down and wanted to convey like intensity, that's how I would do it. Just just letting it letting the hats ring out, just having yep. it really like sloshy and like it just creates this really great canvas for the guitars to paint on. It does, and it takes like a lot of confidence, I think, to play a simple drum beat and be like, "This is the one. This is the right one for the song." Yeah. Um. If you're a drummer, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes and, and it's tempting to make things more complicated than they need to be. Yeah. I think the drums throughout this record are that sort of perfect uh, amount like of restraint. In the pocket. Yeah, in the pocket. It's like very groovy. It's something that I kind of found difficult when I was writing my song. Because, of course, in this podcast, we write a song in the style of the band. Mm. And, yeah, I found it quite difficult. Um, the drums particularly, but yeah. Hey, um, you'll have to wait and see. You have to wait and see exactly how difficult he found the drums. Yeah, <laughs> will be L revealed at the end. <laughs> L ly lyrically, this has all the great things that Eric has been doing for such a long time, and vocally, the delivery is really cool. It's just this kind of like. I love the snarl behind these words and I love the like, um, I love how uncompromised and sort of bare bones it is. Like it really feels like quite an upsetting thing to witness in a way. <laughs> yeah. But it also feels like a, like a part of all of us to kind of, I don't know how to really articulate that correctly, 
but yeah it, it kind of feels a bit childish in a way like it feels a yeah bit like snarky kind of yeah i don't know maybe that's not the right word maybe maybe it's definitely the wrong word <laughs> well I, I i'd say there's a bit of snark to it but maybe maybe as the podcast goes on we'll get better at articulating it but it's like a like a <laughs> yes that's it yeah <laughs> And, and and it's and it's kind of like intimidating in a way that like heavy music tends not to be this like and, and this is kind of a running theme through like this band for me is like it's missing a lot of hallmarks of like heavy bands aka low end um the you know the drums are very repetitive the guitars are like atonal and like you know piercing and the singer is not doing harsh vocals um he's not screaming but yeah it still manages to be so unnerving like it's so um and probably like eric said in an interview he music that he guarantees the average person would hate <laughs> <laughs> it reminds um, me slightly of the delivery of the singer of mccluskey did you ever listen to oh, mccluskey i i know of mccluskey yeah I'm not familiar with the singer. It's kind of similar. Well, in some ways, similar. Mm. But um, it just like feels like they're like, it's like a joke that you're not in on or something. I don't know how mm. to describe it. <clears throat> yeah. It feels like, it feels very, um, it feels like it should be in like an edgy 90s film. Yeah. <laughs> they they would be playing the the bully yeah in the edgy 90s film yeah the one who yeah. pushes the guy into the locker and then like throws a milkshake on him and it's like oh yeah you spilled your milkshake <laughs> <laughs> the drums come in <laughs> and then walks away like puts sunglasses on <laughs> yep yeah I, I love that character he's the star of the film this time <laughs> yeah um yeah, the yeah. the bully is like the best character in any '90s movie. Always, always. <laughs> um, shall we move on to Angry Christmas? Let's do it.
Adam's Angry Christmas. <gasps> mm. That was me taking my first breath. Your first breath. I love the way he says breath in this. It's so good. Yeah. We've just taken our first breath. I love that that melody. It's kind of, yeah. Mm. Very yeah. um interesting. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's like Hard this middle sing. ground between singing and speaking at points. Although this song yeah, does have yeah. the emergence. It's a German word for that. Sprechstein. I what it's called. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I, I don't know if like it is. That. I'm just going to claim it is. I'm rewriting yeah. history. Uh, yeah, it's like this, this song has the emergence of like a real like melodic part in like the... Yeah. In the middle. Which is very it's like much a, um chromatically descending line. Yeah. And it's very much the kind of like yeah 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 thing that you were mentioning before. Yeah. I love it. I, I think I, I did that in my song uh I, oh and you know what? I probably took it from Doomsday Student. But yeah, I put it in my song Let's Go. Um, yeah, I love that song. It's good. More people should do that. It almost seems like a yeah. musical thing to sing really nasally, but it has, definitely has a place in rock music. It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, These yeah. lyrics are really intense, huh? Yeah, this has one of the best opening lines of any song I've ever heard. So this <laughs> this song is like about his son, and like a lot of this album. The, the tracks are written lyrically about the birth of his son and the kind of chaos oh. that surrounded it. Um, wow. Which is what he said, yeah. He said, not all, but most of the lyrics are about the birth of my son, birth of my son and the love and chaos that surrounded his arrival. Wow. Um, yeah. You know what? Listening to th- this, <coughs> which completely never have guessed that. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool. Yeah, it's like I hope I, that the nurse did not actually make that joke. I hope that was just poetic license. Well, yeah, I I can I can kind of see how a nurse would make that joke and po- possibly not I will realize say that, that it was nurses have like probably based on my very limited experience of meeting people mm. who are nurses, they do sometimes have an extremely dark sense of humor. Yeah, totally. And they're a bit like jaded and they've just seen lots of stuff in their lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to them, you know, to to the people at hospital, it's a crazy experience to them. It's a Monday. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um it's kind of hard to interpret the second line. It talks about like when you were born our bodies started over, our bones were stronger, our skin was cleaner. It's like kind of like a rebirth for everyone or something. We've just taken our first breath. I guess people's skin does get clearer when they're uh, pregnant. Oh, does it? (laughs) Like, it's like, well, I don't know if this is like a, if I'm getting into wellness territory, but um, I think it can, pregnancy can, you know, help your skin. They always talk about people having a pregnant glue. You know? mm. Yeah, cool. Um, 
So when you were born, our bodies started over, our bones were stronger, our skin was cleaner. Yeah, I wonder if it has other, whatever, effects yeah. on somebody's health. Yeah. And I'm sort of guessing from the title that maybe, um, maybe his son was born on Christmas or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Same day as Jesus. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice um this is a christian music podcast yeah jesus keeps coming up doesn't it it's so funny so oh so yeah weird. true came up in the uh you beauty episode yeah <laughs> you, you know what if we you beauty two... are named after jesus <laughs> we we had two <laughs> episodes in a row where someone mentioned je ne sais quoi oh wow and then we had two episodes in a row where calvin harris was mentioned Oh, there's lots of really weird music rules law that's building up. Quite yeah. like it. Somebody needs to put some S- red start, pins on a wall and tie some start, bits of string together. Yeah, start the wiki. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's a great song, and it's also I think it was their single, and they had a music video for this one. Um, did you see the catch the video? I did not. It's very, very intense. <laughs> it's really <Okay>. good. <laughs> um, and I, th- I think in I the interview... The... Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, you go. I was just going <laughs> to say I really love that guitar line on the left or the right. That's like... Yeah, that, 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 that's a really got, common like yeah. thing with this band is they have... One guitar that's really tight with the drums. And that's the one you were just singing. And then in the other guitar, it's like just kind of accenting the snare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way the timing works, I like that it's not too like quantized. I feel like mm. sometimes heavy music, they can be so like... Oh, yeah. Um, obsessed with being really on the beat really like no room for human rhythm Mm. um but i feel like this band like you'll get the feeling that when there's guitar parts um there's like a couple of moments within the two different riffs that they lock together um but it's in this nice kind of human way where it's not like perfectly together Mm. yeah yeah I, I, i love it i love how all of this is feels performed um yeah, feels really live, and the drums particularly. The production's really interesting because they're kind of like pushed back a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah. then the bass drum is like the only low end, so you really mm. notice it. You really sort of f- focus um, on it. I'm but pretty yeah. sure this is like not recorded to a click track because there's a point mm. where it just gets faster. Mm. <clears throat> I'm sorry, that made me emotional <laughs> talking about how. <laughs> yeah, there's a point sort of towards the end of the song where it does seem to just up in tempo. Mm. Yeah, cool. as it ups in intensity. So it's refreshing. The performers feel a bit of push. I really feel like yeah. I feel like it's a thing that's going to come back in vogue in a big way. I was yeah. Recording with no click track? Yeah, or or recording or doing minimal quantization. Like even recording with yeah. a click, but just playing around it a bit more. I think that's going to be yep. something that'll come back in for 
um, for heavy music. <clears throat> Pardon me, I'm also getting emotional. <clears throat> <clears throat> it must be early for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I think the... Um, I was going to say about the slushy. Oh, yeah. This song always feels slower. Like when I come back to it, it's always way slower than I think it is. Like in my head, it's yeah. actually quite pulled back. I guess really... the guitar with the faster rhythmic subdivisions gives it this feeling of urgency. And yeah. maybe the guitar is even like sitting ahead of the beat slightly. Mm. where the drums are maybe mm. sitting a little back so there's that feeling of yeah yeah it feels like it's pushing forward mm. and when i talk about sitting ahead of the beat sitting behind the beat i guess i mean most people will know what that means but mm. i think it's like an interesting thing to think about when you're playing like are you somebody who naturally wants to get faster are you someone who naturally wants to get slower Mm. Um, I'm definitely someone who naturally wants to get faster when I play <laughs> as, as am I So when you and I do your wonderful musical Yeah um, It gets faster love, It gets faster and faster yeah. and faster Although I, I did read somewhere once That apparently when you turn 30 That's when yeah. you end up statistically being slower behind the beat But wow. everyone under 30 tends to rush that's interesting. So, okay, so maybe but, you'll start slowing down, oh, and God. I can still rush for another oof, year and a few months. Hey, well, um, you know, lucky for us, that's a perfect little yeah. yeah. Although we're not announcing anything yet, but hey, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows what could happen? Um, who knows what could happen on October the thirteenth and fourteenth? Yeah. Um. <laughs> but keep those dates free. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. If you're but only if you in live South in Wales, <laughs> in the world's most annoying city, <laughs> Toowoomba. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh no! Yeah. Now I'm regretting all these choices I've made to speak ill of a particular city. Yeah, no, oh. we got to we got to get him on our side. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, shall we zoom to the last track on the album and the last yeah. track of our choice? Hold on a second. Let me just fast forward real quick. <laughs> so this okay. track I selected is called Johnston Tar Pits. And I love it. Let's put it on. Three, two, one. Johnston Tar Pits. <laughs>
So I bought a home pew, gym recently pew. And I've been uh, working out listening to this song It's so good <laughs> It's yeah. so good I've got like a I've got these speakers from uh, Kmart They're like Anko brand Which for oh, our yeah. international listeners is like the cheapest Dodgiest brand you can buy And there is zero bass response but Keep talking for one second I'm just letting my cat into the room Alright and uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> there's no bass response on those speakers, but it doesn't matter at all because there is no bass on this record. And it is truly, truly a pleasure to lift weights to people, yeah. people, people, anytime fitness, they're, they're really missing out. There used to be like a DJ thing. Like when I, uh, when I went to anytime fitness, Hey Elvis. Um, and you could you could line up songs. <laughs> and, um, your cat's so cute, man. Far out. <laughs> I was like trying to line up songs on that, and they didn't have anything like Doomsday Student. And it would have been oh. so funny to upset everyone at North Wollongong Anytime Fitness. <laughs> but I'm sure alas. some people would have been into it. I'm sure no one would have been into it. <laughs> <laughs> I know the type of people that went there It is quite um, an agitating song to listen to Yeah It's definitely not like It's definitely not lo-fi beats to relax and study no. to It's yeah. kind of like the exact opposite of that Yeah Um, Which is good, which is why it's good Yeah, it's like That's a what makes it beautiful Oh, nice, One Direction coming back up again Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like a really, um, I don't know, you have to be in a certain kind of mood for it. But I do find myself in the mood for it quite a lot. Um, and, and if you sort of enjoy yeah. this style of music, the, the previous band, Arabon Radar, has a lot of albums. And Doomsday Student have like, I think, one more before this, maybe? Mm -hmm. A few more. And just anything skin graft related has these sort of... Yeah, really great, intense, um, I guess I'll say psychedelic, begrudgingly, <laughs> songs to listen yeah. to. Um, Avant-garde, yeah. It's cool stuff. The lyrics on this are really, uh, really intense. They That's are. what I was trying to say. They are intense. Um, very medical. And it yeah. makes sense because he's talking about the birth of his son and probably going to hospitals and things like that. But this mm. one does seem more metaphorical, I guess. It's like, mm. well, definitely metaphorical. That he's talking about somebody cutting open his chest and instead of that, and his heart was a, a bird flapping around. Yeah. Um, and your heart was an abandoned lighthouse whose lamp was burning out. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm like that's a really interesting kind of surreal image, um, and it's funny like when it's said in this like snarly kind of way, you're like whoa. But if this was in like a a folk song or something, you would just be like, oh, how poetic, maybe. Yeah, totally. Because it's like they kind of sneak it in without you realizing, like. Even yeah. just you reading those lyrics out to me had a way different impact than hearing them sung by Eric in the song. <clears throat> yeah. 
yeah it's um it's intense it's really intense stuff i I like Um, the quote-unquote chorus we were high we were always high it's just so unnerving and and great yeah it feels like someone's trying to freak you out yeah when it's singing like that yeah it's just trying to make you scared yeah. <laughs> I also, I'm I re- projecting a lot of stuff onto this guy. I'm sorry, guy. That's all right. Um, Someone Eric. else will interpret it differently, and um, maybe yeah. it's because I was walking through a park at nighttime when I was listening to this. Yeah, it well. might be kind of situational. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah. this is kind of. Uh, I'm feeling a bit spooked. Well, also because he's popping into your left ear and then your right ear. This one mm-hmm. is like way more stereo. I think I can't it's say with very certainty. stereo panned. Yeah, and it's a cool. It's a cool double track where he gives these quite different vocal performances in mm. each ear. Yeah, and I guess yeah. it's a bit of a choose your own adventure. You can kind of like take one ear <laughs> out, and you're like, oh, his, um, you know, <laughs> that's it's a different song completely. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also unique because i think in the last uh in the in like the other tracks there isn't really any stereo or double tracked vocals or it's very rare but this the chorus is it's actually quite loud like the vocals are turned up way more um yeah yeah it's it's i love that guitar part that's just like wow 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 oh my god it's it's so it feels like it keeps getting faster or something or higher or just just feels like the intensity is just lifting uh, and yeah. i'm not exactly sure what they're doing but yeah whatever it is it's a lot of intensity on there like i think i think it's probably a whammy maybe wow 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 yeah potentially that but may, it, that would it, make sense yeah it could also just be like really fast bends mm. like um what was the note oh he's getting the guitar <laughs> That sounds just, right. Yeah, something like that, which is really difficult to keep up for four minutes. Yeah. Um, so respect. I haven't even said the names of the other musicians because I don't really know who's in which ear, but you've got Craig Kurek on drums, Paul Vieira on guitar, and Stephen Matos on guitar. Um, Yay. Great yeah. job, guys. Yeah, killed it. Um <clears throat> yeah, it's a really intense closer of a track. And yeah. Yeah, it's almost like everything's broken down to such simple elements where the guitarist can literally just get away with playing one note. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, the drums are really sweet as well. Yeah. A bit more space. Yeah. Yeah, it's also like... um I was going to say, it's like there's this, um, oh, far out. I just lost my train of thought. Uh, How dare you? Don't you call yourself a podcaster? Uh, <laughs> I think I'll never call myself a podcaster. Yeah, don't. Hmm. It's not cool. Probably. But maybe, I mean, how many episodes does it take before that's who you are? Yeah, maybe 20. When that could be a discussion for its own entire episode. We should do an episode about that. Um, uh, I forget what I was yeah, going to say. I had something cool. Oh, yeah, that was it. Um, 
in in this track the like all these elements the vocals the guitar the two guitars um and the drums they're all kind of in their own tempo at points like the way that mm. that chorus fades in um we were high we were always high. it's just i was i keep trying to place like rhythmically where it sits and it just sort of seems like it bulldozes through like it's kind of like the other elements of the song create like a palette and then the vocals just come on top and assert themselves i think that might be part of why it's double tracked yeah to kind of assert that it's a it's its own part without having to um necessarily yeah. like be yeah be subservient to they whatever's already of, there they sort of line up with these triplet drums but then we were high da, 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 da. then there's kind of this duplet that happens in the middle of it da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Yeah, uh, which is what it. makes it feel kind of it's, like so, it's, it's so sloppy and like kind of drunk, I yeah. guess. And then and then there's a point where everything cuts out except for the right guitar and the drums going wow 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 wow, and they're just sort of like moving in and out of time of each other. Um, I think I think that's Would this why be it, an example of word painting again. I love to talk about word painting. Oh yeah, on this podcast. Where it's like when he's talking about being high, which mm. to our younger listeners, that is not something I, I, I don't even know what that means. So yeah, um, something to do with drinking lots of coffee. But maybe this kind of yeah, when you have too much coffee and you're in an altered state of consciousness. Mm. Maybe he's trying to reflect that in the melody. We were always high. <laughs> yeah, you know, it has this kind of like out of itness yeah to it. out yes. of itness maybe that's Jesus. why i mentioned psychedelic as a genre for this um, also the album cover i think you could probably describe as psychedelic yeah i love the cover. many many colors on it many interesting faces yeah um that so many music video i mentioned faces. earlier angry christmas that's a it's a very not safe for work video towards the end so i wouldn't really recommend it for our younger listeners but um it's okay. a it's a really cool wacky thing and Noted. i think that the same artist who did that also did the cover i'm pretty sure because there's oh, a lot of the same art very nice yeah um hmm. yes anyway that was self-help tragedy very interesting like sorry you go. when people decide to whether people decide to put the title of an album on the album cover or not. Yeah. You know, or even the band name. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is just the band name and then the art, but no, um, the title is not on there. Yeah. It's, it's like, what goes into those decisions? Yeah. I have lots of questions today and not many answers, but I do have one question for you that you can answer. Mm-hmm. Hit me with it. <coughs> that was the question. Um, no. Would you like to show me the damn song? I'd love to show you my song I made. It is called Axing.
Yes. Very cool. Very sweet. Very sick. Thank you. Yes, that was axing. Yeah. <clears throat> Song title. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, I thought I'd give um, it a title. Yeah. I could definitely hear the influence of the band of course mm. um especially in kind of like the first two and a half minutes of the song mm. and then i feel like you kind of took it in your own direction which was which was really fun as well like mm. you took it to uh a place that was more like the music that you make maybe more slightly more melodic slightly mm. less talky vocals um, yeah. but i loved your kind of impression of the guy in the start of it as well um <laughs> And yeah. yeah, I love that like eleven eight kind of drum pattern that remained consistent throughout the song. That was very mm. cool. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. I, you know, that was a bit I struggle with vocal wise. Was like, because I really I'm I'm all about singing with an Australian accent, like as yeah. as much as possible because that's important to me. Um, but it's oh hey Elvis, Elvis the cat <laughs> is enjoying the discussion. Yeah, he also agrees that you should sing with an Australian yeah. accent. He was like, he was like, meow, mate, meow, meow, mate, yeah, meow. Um, yeah, but that was the bit I struggled the most with because it's like, as soon as I took out the kind of affectation that Eric uses, it kind of felt really not great. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I, I tr- it kind of needs the American accent. Yeah, it's like it's so funny. <laughs> I was like, "Let's play spin the bottle, <laughs> bottle," instead of like, "Yeah, let's play this spin is my the American bottle." Accent. If, yeah, <laughs> this is my best American accent. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that accent reminds me of. It's like a little bit Borat <laughs> or something. A yeah, bit Borat yeah, yeah. doing American accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something about singing yeah, it in person doing American. Yeah, so something about it just didn't sit right. So I kind of had to. I didn't want to go full American, but I kind of just blurred it a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't and, full. Yeah. You never go full American. No. Um, where are you? Um, <laughs> yeah. I also could have gone Tom DeLonge. That would have been, that would have been a, like, kind of on theme. No, in I its thought own his way. name was DeLonge. <laughs> oh my god, my cat is going crazy. DeLonge, so. that's all right. You do your thing. Not my cat, actually. Technically, not mine. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I also, I'm just going to keep talking while Finn's doing cat stuff. Um, I also got a great appreciation for the guitarists in this band. And probably, probably the drummer as well, because the whole thing about it, like I was just talking about fences to right back. I was just talking about how I have a great appreciation for the guitarists and the drummers of this band, because playing these riffs over and over and over again is really difficult. <laughs> so there was one yeah. that I did. Um, I'm not in the same tuning right now that I was for this song, but kind of like... Um. It's just really um, exhausting to play over and over and over again and keep it really accurate as well. Because yeah. I think like 
rhythmically doomsday student kind of allow themselves to move freely um yeah but melodically they're always hitting the same exact bends it seems or something very close to um well earth to jack ever heard of something called a loop pedal (laughs) (laughs) i i actually did like just copy and paste some of the parts but oh of course yeah (laughs) It, it, it was more about the song building aspect of it. Imagine if Doomsday Student just got on stage and they just like <laughs> played the riff once and then just sat there. God, that's so funny. That's such, that's such a so good bad. idea. It's such a good idea. Just sit there and then like look at each other and then press stop at the same time on their respective Yeah, loops. why is it so much better to play the same thing over and over compared to just playing it once and just looping it mm. why does that feel so much better to listen to and watch because there's just <laughs> something about that yeah there's just know. there's just so much life in it like and you can feel yeah you can feel it you can feel the life in it yeah i i wonder how this was recorded it's like it was how, just like a live band or yeah have you ever seen like minimalist music performed live um like phasing i think so sort of thing it's pretty boring right (laughs) i don't know is it (laughs) say that it was good (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah no you're right it sucks um (laughs) no well like i think the only thing i saw that was properly minimal was philip glass and oh i hate philip glass i don't know if i've ever talked to you about that no you haven't philip glass Okay, well, maybe maybe that's well, why it's it just an opinion that I have. Maybe we can do an episode on how much I hate Philip Glass. Yeah, you know, we um, we need more snark on this podcast. We're just celebrating all like, these amazing musicians. Everyone is all obsessed the time. with Philip Glass, and they love Philip Glass. Mm. I'm over here like he is so boring, mm. and yeah. sucks. I I, um, I I used to like the song Mad Rush. That was cool. Just these, you know the one, the one with all the arpeggios. That's a bit of a joke. Oh, you you mean every Philip Glass song? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, give me, give me any other minimalist any day of the week. I like, I like, um, I like watching, I like watching. No, I don't like watching minimal stuff. I was trying to think of something I like to watch and I just couldn't. I just blanked. So well, I had to be honest. I don't know. What my meme all used to say, if you can't think of anything nice to say, don't say anything don't at all. Don't say Jack. nothing at all. I don't know. There okay, was there was some cool kind of minimal uh minimal things at Microfest, the microtonal festival in Sydney. That was pretty Shout cool. out. Yeah, shout out. Um that was cool. But it's more because there's like it was always a saturation of sound, like I think anything with yeah. big silences, I'm like, oh my god, I just want to go home. Fill fill the gaps. John I feel Cage like minimalist is dead. Music doesn't have that many silences. Okay. Um, it's I feel like the well, when I think of minimalist music, I think of things being like, yeah, moving around yeah. and just like yeah. constant quavers. I like minimal techno. Minimal techno is fun. It's good. Lame. <laughs> That's it. I'm picking minimal techno after the next next episode, and we're gonna. Oh yeah, here. let me just listen to like this for like ten hours and talk about a kick drum. 
Hey, but then then the then the synth comes in. And there's some like, oh, damn, what are you going to do next? Put in like a pitched down R&B acapella sample. Whoa. Oh, my God. You better not be putting like a some sort of tape hiss on any of those drums. That's it. I'm going to pick my favorite minimal techno album and we're going to suffer together. Um Oh, oh wow! You're so tasteful for cutting out all the high end from all of your synthesizers. Is that mm, a thing? So tasteful. Is that a I thing? Don't I don't know. <laughs> um, I just feel like in minimal techno, it's all like all the synths are just like warm, right? Like warm synths. Yeah. And that means cutting out the high end. Whereas, like in in the techno that I like, mm. you know, Calvin Harris. I'm talking David Guetta. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking Calvin David Harris. Guetta. I'm talking hamster dance. I'm talking crazy yeah, I'm frog axle F remix. I'm talking dead mouth five. Just all the kind of deep underground crazy stuff. Tiesto. Tiesto. They they Timmy have trumpet. nothing but high end and nothing but low end. And actually, they probably have every frequency being played at the same time. I'm talking. The bass and the drum. And the, <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, well anyway. Now we've done our, our, customary, <laughs> our customary 15 minutes of ramble yeah, at the end of every episode. Outro. Well, it's at the end, so you don't mm. have to listen to it. That's true. If you I, made I, it this far, I hope you guys liked congratulations. my freaky song. It was a pleasure to play. Um, they're a hard, awesome. they're a hard so band cool. to kind of follow, you know. It's like oh, I love the effects on the vocals in the in the song you made as well. Really ah, cool. cheers! Yeah, I put a little yeah, bit of delay, like you in like slow motion or something. Yeah, mm. I, uh, yeah. I, I I put in the thing. I need to ask you a question, and then I put that chorus of "I love yeah. you" in, but except this time I inflected it upwards. I love you. <laughs> I that was fun. Sounds like you've reversed it and then like yeah, wait, set it in reverse me. and then reverse it. You know when you do that? Yeah, yeah. For fun. Yeah, I remember that. So fun. All right. Well, I love you. Well, let's let's wrap this episode up here and yeah, five stars. Yeah, okay. On Spotify, I have, Google reviews. I have a word for you, and I want you to Give select this audio when you're editing it, and I want you to reverse it. Okay. Schnall. Schnall launch. There you go. And you won't know what that means until you edit it. Oh wow! What could it be? Schnall. Schnall. So Schnall lands. Schnall. I'm so I'm so excited. You gotta you gotta do a sh at the beginning. Schnall. Yeah, and then reverse it. Lance. Yeah, there you Lans. go. Lance? Lunch. Oh, lunch. <laughs> I'm so excited. To now you don't need to reverse edit it. it. You did it. I figured it out. All right. Oh, yeah. Follow us at Music Rules Cast on Instagram. Um, yeah. yeah. Review. I'm talking. You know, share it. I'm talking. Share, share. With your friends. I'm talking. Tell your friends. Share I'm it talking, with five of your friends. And you'll be cursed for this month. Yeah. Or greet through your computer. No, I don't want to do. I don't want to say that. You won't be cursed. You will be cursed. All right, music rules. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>